Welcome to Inspire Campfire, a podcast where ordinary people tell their stories of extraordinary adventure. These are campfire stories meant to inspire the rest of us to light the fire within, get outside, follow our dreams, and return to tell our own stories. Ready? Let's strike the match. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Scott Wurzbacher, and today we are going to hear the inspirational story, adventure story, of tapping into the awareness that we gain by traveling the world and how one person was moved by such awareness to create a business with deep meaning and impact. Dr. Cindy Lou Golan is with us today, and she is the founder of Global Rap Share an organization centered around the principles of care for the environment, supporting people in need, helping others discover that giving is receiving, and igniting an endless chain of blessing around the planet. Dr. Golan is a leadership coach, a life coach, a facilitator, an instructional designer with decades of experience focused on human transformation. She has a PhD in transpersonal psychology and additional graduate certificates, including clinical psychology, spiritual psychology, creative expression, and soul-centered leadership. She's the author of The Shadow Playbook, which was just released, and I just got my copy, which I'm super excited about. And she is as much an inner adventurer as an outer one. I am so excited for her to share her story with us today about how she created her company, Global Rap Share, and how it's helping to transform the planet one gift at a time. Cindy Lou, welcome to the campfire. Thank you. Thank you for that generous introduction, and thanks for having me. It's a treat to be here with you and, and to be in such good company of all the previous guests you've had on your podcast. It's inspiring. Oh I'm so excited. And you and I have uh, become friends over the last couple of years, got to know each other through through Robert Holden, who also was on this podcast um, not too long ago. And uh, so, yeah, I think, um, Cindy Lou, it would be really helpful if before we kind of jump into um, the business and, and kind of your story, if you could just kind of just give us a little bit of overview of, of who Cindy Lou is, where, where are you from? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Um, who am I? I liked how you described me an inner adventure and an outer adventure. Um, I currently am living in the United Kingdom. I grew up uh, in Canada. I was born in California. Um, so all around the Western world and yeah, I'm not sure what more specific. You said a lot in my introduction. Yeah, and you, sure. and, but you are an adventurer, and that's what I love. Like, you've been all over the place. And I know, like, before the United Kingdom, you were living in one of my favorite states, the great state of Utah near, uh, near Zion. That's right. That, I almost that forgot been, about that. <laughs> super inspiring place to be. Um, yeah, I, um, what, what, what brought you to Zion? I, I've got to ask that one, because I do love that state, and, and, and Zion is such a special place. You know, in some ways, more than anything, the name, because I had never even been there. And uh, I looked on, on, someone told me about St. George, Utah. And mm -hmm. I looked on the map. I was actually on a Zillow map. And I was just following the route out to the nat the national park. 
And then there was a listing like on Zillow <laughs> right near the, the park. And I'm like, oh, I'll go there. And we went, we looked and and that's where we ended up buying a home. One thing I recall from that first um, adventure to, to Springdale, Utah, where Zion National Park is, is that we drove up that road and it was dark. It was nighttime when we arrived. I'd never been there before. And we just kind of trusted our inner guidance and we arrived there in the dark and we were checking our hotel. We wake up in the morning and for anyone who's ever been to Zion, it's like so majestic and amazing. So waking up just after that dark journey, not even knowing where we were. And uh, yeah, that was an incredible, inspiring moment. And our introduction to that part of the planet was beautiful. Cindy Lou, I, I can't, I can't move on from that because like what you just described, honestly, it's, it's kind of, it's almost sounds like an awe moment and we're, we're going right into this. I mean, we talk about that a lot on this episode. Could you just, could you describe that feeling a little bit? Hmm. Ah, interesting. So have you ever heard of the word Cotty Wampler? Or I'm not sure if I'm Cotty pronouncing Wampler. it correctly. That's a new one, for, yeah. but I like it. Let's go. Cotty Wampler. I like it with a B, but I've seen it with the P, Cotty Wampler. It's an expression. It's a slang word in the, in, in the United Kingdom. It's common and it means to travel with great clarity when you're not clear about your destination. <laughs> and when I was thinking about your podcast, it kept coming up for me. And so that's kind of what that moment was like, where we didn't really know where we were going. But then when we got there, like, it was just that, wow, this is on purpose, like, and not even even knowing yet what was to happen or anything, just getting the, like the sign from the universe that I must be doing something right. <laughs> and, you know, Zion, I, I think it means like, it's sort of heaven on earth. So it was definitely that type of a moment. Wow. Cody Wampler. Yeah, I think it's C-O-D-D-I-W-O-M-P-L-E. -W I love it. We're, we're going to have to, <laughs> we're going to bring that one back. I love this. But, I, but you talked about this feeling of assurance that you got when you got there. Um, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty special. And you knew you were in the right place. Yeah. Can you relate to that feeling? I can. Yeah. I can. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, it makes me wonder why. Why, if you had that feeling of assurance and you're in this place called Zion, which is heaven on earth, why you would leave? <laughs> um, I guess that, as you mentioned, I'm an inner adventure and an outer adventure. And I, I feel just following my inner guidance um, while there's so many things about Zion that are perfect. And actually, I was just talking about it with my husband this morning. And, you know, right now we're actually in the UK. My husband's from here and his parents, they're in their mid nineties. And so we're here to be close to them at this time in their life. So yeah. that also feels, it has that same quality of this is perfect, even though we don't know why exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're such a deep, like you are an inner adventurer and I, we're going to get to the business, but I just, I can't help but, but, but follow up on a couple of these things here because I just think it's really important. I think that so many of us are searching for, you called it heaven on earth. And mm. what I just heard you say was you found it, 
but even though you found it, your inner guidance took you away from it. And I think it's such an interesting thing that sometimes we have to move away from that thing. We, even though we find the thing we think we're looking for, we still have to move away from it. And I wonder, like, I know you've done a lot of work in this area. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. I mean, for me, I suppose, well, I think for all of us, I mean, in some ways we're all our own little local heaven on earth. I imagine that spirit is working through and is coming through all of us. And so if we're really present with where we are, we're all heaven on earth. And so while it looked in that moment like I was almost seeking the outer experience, mm -hmm. to really find it inwardly is the true inner gold. So going forward with that, it was so interesting too. When I said that, I looked at the clock, at the timer and it was like one, 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 one. Nice. <laughs> 11, 11. I like that. Um, and that inner awareness of heaven on earth is just the real object of my desire. Yeah, and so, I think it's available in any moment. So it wasn't necessarily the place that you were in uh, physically. Yeah. yeah. And it was interesting, too, because I found myself on occasion saying, I've arrived, I'm at the entrance to Zion. And my intention at the time was actually heaven on earth. And um, just saying it, I was like, wow, like I'm at the entrance, but I'm not quite like in Zion. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. So it became about seeking that inner Zion. And it's a moment by moment. It's not like I've arrived and I'm done. It's like moment by moment, allowing myself to drop into that. And I feel like we all have that opportunity and capacity and can do that at any moment. Yeah. Wow. It's incredibly inspiring. I'm, I'm almost awestruck just, just kind of thinking about that. Um, so, I mean, that's just one of many experiences that you've had in your lifetime that ultimately led you to create this business that I want to share. And I want to share the story of this business and how it came about. I think just for context, could we talk about the business itself? Could you give us a little bit of overview of what it is? And then we can sure. get to, into the story of, of how it came about. Can you tell us about Global Rap Share? Sure. And why don't I think it would help to start by sharing what a global rap is. Okay. So, and the word is a little tricky because it sounds different than it, it's spelled. So global, as in the planet, and then rap share, it's W-R-A-P, as in gift wrap. And then S-H-A-R-E as in sharing. And this is a global wrap. Uh, I wrapped my latest book. <laughs> That's awesome. And a global wrap. Just for those uh, that might be not watching but listening, um, I want to ah. just kind of describe what we're looking at. So Cindy Lou's holding up her latest book wrapped in a beautiful piece of purple fabric. And it's got, uh looks like, kind of jewels and gems on the outside. This is a very, very beautiful and attractive fabric gift wrap. Yes. And what's really special about this gift wrap, and here's one that I'm showing now that's not wrapped. It's, it's blessed when it was made by the person who made it. 
there it is. I yeah, can't see it now. So you, you're holding up um, a piece of the the wrap, and inside it's got it looks like a little label on it. With you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna equate this to almost like a a card yep. that you see inside a library book. Exactly, you, that's what inspired book. it. <laughs> so tell that's us. That's exactly what inspired it. Yeah. So for those that might not be watching, tell us tell us what's on that little sure. label that you just held up. Yes, and this this particular rap was um, blessed by uh, who who also it was signed and blessed by Rabu, um, someone in India who made this rap and blessed it and signed it when they made it. And the instructions on this tag, first of all, there's room to when you wrap your gift before you wrap your gift. The instructions on here explain to first of all, receive the blessing that's infused in the wrap from the person who made it, and then to send blessings back to everyone who came before. And then when you fill out the library card type thing, you put the date and you put who you're giving it to and your name, and then you infuse it with a blessing for everyone who will come in the future, including the person that you're gifting it to. And then you wrap up your gift. And then it's designed to be regifted, and the instructions are on the tag inside the wrap, um, so it can be regifted and regifted. And the idea is to send these out around the planet and basically wrap the planet in a blessing. Mm. And you can also think of it as like a pyramid scheme of blessings, <laughs> so that the people who first blessed the wrap and and made the wrap and sent it out into the world. Um, will receive like more blessings, like the blessings keep coming back to them. So that's the idea of it. And it's also intended to, these were made in India and um, the intention for Global Rapture is to have people of financial need and in developing countries create the wraps and to one, celebrate like the fabrics that come from that culture, to celebrate the people in those cultures and to also, um, have then to sell the wraps in the Western world where there's uh, and in places where there's more resources and then have the money go back to the um, people where it's needed. So that's the kind of the intention. And we talk about a six P bottom line. Some people have like, you know, just a profit bottom line and, and they then kind of that was enhanced to include like some have a three a P bottom line. Well, we have a six P bottom line at Global Rapture. So it's people, planet, purpose, profit, prayer, because of the blessings, and play, because uh, we want to approach it all like an adventure, play, lighthearted. Hey, everyone, it's Scott here. Did you know that the members of my real estate team, W Realty Group, are listening to their own voices that call to adventure by setting big goals? Some of those goals include planning trips to Bali and the Kingdom of Bhutan, buying investment homes and running the Chicago Marathon. At W Realty Group, we support and encourage these big goals and wanna help turn them into reality. We're currently looking to add new members to the team. If you know a great real estate agent in the Charlotte, North Carolina area that would benefit from being part of our team, please send a text, an email, or give me a call. And know that when you support W Realty Group, you're also supporting this podcast. Thanks for listening. Wow. People, planet, purpose, profit, 
prayer and play. Yeah. And it's the idea of an elegant design that kind of everyone wins, you know? So the person who's purchasing the product is they get to gift to those who made it and to gift it forward. And just like the all, yeah, kind of a, everyone wins ideally. Yeah. And then I'm, I've gotten to know you. I think we've been friends now for three years, I think. And I think this is such a beautiful expression of who you are. <laughs> I, I really do Thank because you. you're somebody that really is sort of like connected in like into the, 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 the unity of the universe, sort of the connection. And, mm. and, and what you've done here is just to sort of summarize, like you've got these beautiful fabrics that are created um, by people. Um, it sounds like mostly in developing countries to, to help them. Um, but we're, we're blessing these wraps. People can purchase these wraps, wrap their gifts, give them to someone. And, and the receiver can then reuse that and, and absorb the blessing and pass mm. the blessing on. And it just creates this sort of like chain of blessings just in that one wrap. Like what a cool, cool concept. Thanks. And I have to say, I don't think it came from me. I think it came from on high. Like, I don't know where it came from. Yeah. And the other thing that we haven't even touched on is how it's so good for the environment. Yes. I remember when I was a little kid, My I have five siblings and my parents. And on Christmas Day, there would be just, you know, it was just crazy with that gift wrap and that one day that was just tossed in the bin. So really shifting from paper wrap to reusable fabric wrap. And even if you don't buy a global wrap, I would encourage everyone to just go that direction regardless. It, it's such a cool concept. And I'm going to like go, go off our, uh, our outline here a little bit. And um, I wonder if we could just, I love these, the six P bottom line. I mean, this is just such a cool thing. And I wonder if we could just do a quick rapid fire, what each one of those things means to you. And, and, and when you created that, like wh why each one of these, just a quick rapid fire people. Just celebrating who we are. And like, that also looks like the beauty of the textiles that are created around the planet and celebrating culture and just the human expression and celebrating each other through giving too. Yeah. planet planet really helping kind of sustainable resources and, you know, loving and protecting the planet and also wrapping the planet in a blessing and coming together in the oneness of the heart purpose. Yeah, I guess following the inner calling, being on purpose and intentional. Profit. You know, for everyone to to profit, for everyone to have wealth and abundance and thrive. Prayer. Yeah, prayer, the blessings that are infused in the wrap and just praying for each other and that you know, the, the love that just travels through the ethers that is beyond space and time. And I want to say too, that global rap share, we actually have, um, a chief prayer officer who prays every day for everyone who's purchased a rap or received one or anything. We're going to dive on that one before we hit the, before we hit the last <laughs> week. Uh, you, you got to tell us, so we have a cheap, so in your business, global rap share, you have a role called chief prayer officer. Tell us yes. about this. Tell us about this person. <laughs> well, Max Kelber is his name and uh, he's a minister 
and he's in his 20s. He lives in California. He loves the ocean and his little bio is on our website. It's just a short bio. Um, yeah, he's just an amazing young man who's very connected spiritually and he's filled with joy and light and every day like his his job we have him on a retainer he's been very generous um with the with that and um yeah every day he sends light around the planet he sends light to all involved with global rap chair which includes anyone who's ever purchased a rap or received a rap and we also um recently communicated about actually planting sort of a light column which is a, a type of blessing in every rap so that every rap wherever it is right now is just sort of magically like beaming loving energy and that's okay. his that's his job and we're so lucky to have him his name's max kelburn he's amazing where is max physically located in manhattan beach california cool very yeah. cool love that all right let's come to the sixth p which is play yeah I mean, it's just my nature. <laughs> yes, it is. So, and you know, it's interesting because it's play. I was thinking about this actually about about your podcast and you, Scott, and adventure. Play is the same thing as adventure because there's a way that adventure and play. It's about just you go off and it's like it's okay to make mistakes. There's sort of permission to like you know take a wrong turn, uh, and so yeah, just that all in kind of adventure feeling where if something goes wrong, it's not really wrong. It's sort of included in what's happening. And I just, yeah, I like that. I love that play is the, is the sixth P because play <laughs> is like play to me, play kind of, um, occupies a larger share of, of you than the, like all of them are important. But like, when I think of you, <laughs> I think of play, you're like, first of all, you're one of the coolest people I know. You just have this like, <laughs> such a playful energy and you have this ability to, um, to dive into pretty deep, um, introspective, sometimes tough topics, but you do it with mm. such a light playfulness. Mm. And, uh, and that's really what you're, we're going to, we'll get into it a little bit, but that's what your new book is, is all about is really tapping into, I'm going to call it the dark side. It's called the shadow playbook and, uh, you know, yeah. it's tapping into the dark side, but doing it in a fun and playful way. So we're, we're going to get to that. Let's talk about how this beautiful business that is having such a deep impact called global rap share got started. And I think. I want to I want to start by going and 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 tapping into little Cindy Lou and where this play attitude came from and how you were able to you're somebody that carried that playfulness that all of us have as children into adult life and has kept it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, in some ways I think I'm more playful as an adult than I was as a child. Okay, well maybe that's it. <laughs> Well, I just, I, I would love to hear just the, the journey of how, how global rapture came to be. Like, what was the inspiration? But oftentimes, I mean, you've taught me, like a lot of it has to do with like, you know, some of those pivotal moments that happened to us as children. So I, I just wanted to yeah. kind of start with like, what inspired you as a child? Yeah. Okay. So I, I can see a connection actually now that I really like received like what you just, what you just asked. Yeah. When I was little, one thing I recall is making 
I loved making cards for my mom or even in school, like when, you know, we'd make something like to give to our parents yeah. for whatever Mother's Day or Thanksgiving or something. And I just love that sense of like the, this, there's sort of a devotional quality to it where I wanted to make something really special and I really cared, but at the same time, like my, it was like kind of a mess <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and that was okay. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, that here, mom, look what I made you kind of experience. And I guess that's sort of like global rapture is it's like, wow, you know, look what we made and just sort of gifting. Um, so that's what came forward when you asked that. Yeah, I love that. So, all right, let's fast forward um, because there has been a lot of world travel in your life that is in, has been behind a lot of the inspiration. So, you know, this being kind of an adventure-based podcast and listening to that voice inside that calls us to adventure, can you maybe share some of the experiences that you had that resonated with you that kind of connected you with maybe some of those six Ps? Yeah, let's see. I guess, um, well, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so when I was younger, I think I always wanted to travel. My parents were both big adventurers. But oddly enough, my mom was also very overprotective. And so she really sort of contained me. And then when I finally got to an age where I had the freedom to get to do what I wanted to, then I think it was like a pressure cooker where it just like yeah. blew the lid off and I ran all around the planet. Um, and yeah, I recall when I was in high school, I don't know where it came from, but just I had this thought like I have to go to Ghana <laughs> which was really random. I actually hadn't heard of Ghana. And I later like looked it up. Then we had like, you know, in, there was no internet. <laughs> we had encyclopedias in the library. Yeah. And you're lucky if you could get a paragraph. We're so, gosh, we're so privileged to have the information available to us now the way it is. Yeah. So yeah, I researched Ghana and I contacted the embassy and asked for information and they sent me something and I totally remember all of that. And then um, I, I just knew I had to go to Ghana. I had to go to Ghana and um, probably about 10 years later, um, I was sitting in Reverend Michael Beckwith Agape International Spiritual Center in Southern California. And they announced that they were going on a trip to Ghana and I was like, oh, I'm going. And I then that was it. And then I I think I, I might have prayed on it and said, you know, if this is on purpose for me, I, you know, I invite the resources to show up. <laughs> they magically did. And then I said, okay, and if it's on purpose for me, I, you know, asked that my employer give me the time off. And they did. And it was just like everything kept lining up when I just listened to that inner guidance. Then oddly, once I got there, it was really interesting because we connected with another spiritual community in Ghana and the leader of that spiritual community said that he had prayed in 1986 for like uh, a, a, a basically a, a sisterhood or brotherhood organization um, to join. And that was the year in high school when I had that hit, I had to go to Ghana. So I just thought that was super interesting how there was something going on where I was on the, the that channel. Anyway, that kind of started my like real travel adventures. And one thing that really struck me about my visit, that first visit to Ghana was how 
while in developing countries we they don't necessarily have like the wealth or infrastructure that is in the western world there's something like i that was extraordinarily beautiful like in the smallest villages where people lived a really simple life without all kind of that western stuff there was it's almost like the atmosphere was different where colors like were brighter and just the joy and the love and and connecting with people there um it just really opened my eyes to this depth of beauty that i had never experienced in my life ever and that really opened up to me traveling throughout africa and asia and to yeah and that and ultimately i feel like that really informed my work with global rapture just sharing the richness that i found in those cultures and wanting to yeah share like have that you know be able to kind of share that with others around the planet yeah i you're somebody that like this is this is such a natural conversation for you and like this this uh listening to your inner guidance is something i don't know if that's is that something that's that's always come naturally to you is it something that you've had to develop i definitely would say i had to develop that because there's different like how i experience it and and you know i'm trained in psychology there's different parts of us that we can listen to like we all have an ego and we all have higher inner guidance and so and we could call it intuition um there's a lot of different names for it uh inner knowing inner wisdom and other people might have other names i haven't said but we all kind of know there's a part of us inside that it has a I, I would literally say a different frequency. It vibrates mm -hmm. at a higher frequency than, for example, like the ego that's mm -hmm. about like lack or it has more of a grasping quality. Um, and I think it was definitely um, a learning process for me. And I, I think a learning process, but also I think I had a lot of growing up to do, you know, through my life that allowed me to relax into actually trusting that inner guidance and trusting my inner wisdom. We talk a lot on this podcast about the voice inside that calls us to adventure, right? I mean, that's okay. a lot about what this is about. It's listening to that voice inside that calls us to, to adventure. You know, it's the, it's, it's Joseph Campbell's hero's journey. So much of the time we fail to listen to that voice inside that calls us to adventure, but you know, once we finally cross the threshold, we take the adventure, it's, there's no looking back. So some of this that you're talking about with like listening to your inner guidance and that practice that you've had to, to take, you've got training and experience in this. I'm just curious, like your thoughts on what we're calling the voice that calls to adventure. Like how does that map to some of what you're talking about here? yeah i would say it's the same thing as inner guidance right that's the same voice and i think what strikes me most about it and what i i also just being impressed by your previous guest and how they answer the call to adventure it's saying yes to the unknown in a way it's trusting and i would suggest too that that the inner guidance that inner calling that inner call to adventure it's trustable and what's cool about it is it's not about 
a certainty or a right, like getting somewhere, a destination where it's like right. It's more about the journey that it takes you on, like you said, the hero's journey. And in some ways, like my sense of it is that the universe has planted that calling in our hearts in order to kind of get us to develop and grow. So in some way, it's like a carrot in front of the horse. It's like, follow your adventure and you'll evolve and grow and be more of who you are in the process. Hmm. It's magic. And I have to tell you, I, what really clicked with me, I heard two words. You said, it's trustable. You were talking about this inner calling and you said, it's trustable. Yeah, it's totally trustable. And it's not trustable as in it's going to end in a result that is guaranteed or certain. It's trustable in that it is calling us forward to be more of who we are. It's leading us on our hero's adventure, our hero's journey. I love that so much. It's totally trustable. And so in, in your, both your, in your practice and in this development of your inner guidance, which you've become really good at, you are both academically trained, you've got a PhD in this, but you also are very experienced. I mean, you've traveled the world. And I am just kind of curious, like the balance between those two, like, do we need both? Or can we can we trust our inner guidance? Do we need do we need to study? Um, or does it come through experience? Or what can you share with us on that, that balance? I think everyone is on their own unique journey. And for some people, that might not involve any kind of study and others it might. And it's just every, it's like every hero's journey is different. Everyone's avenue to this is totally different. So, and that's trustable also, totally. And adventure will look different to everyone as well, right? Like for someone, adventure might be starting a family. For someone, adventure might be a new career path. It really, it's only the adventurer who will know what their unique adventure is. For others, it might be like you climbing Kilimanjaro. Yes, which by the way, you were the inspiration for. That was one of your adventures <laughs> you took. And uh, you gave me some really great coaching points for getting up that mountain. Um, in fact, I talked on uh, my podcast that where we recapped the, the episode, I talked about how breath was so important to me during that, that summit climb the last night. And you were on my mind the entire time, like as I was counting my breath, climbing up to the summit, because um, you coached me through how to do that. That was pretty cool. And I was at sea level thinking of you also. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you might have been my uh, chief prayer officer while I was climbing up there. Climbing that up could be. <laughs> Milo, do you remember um, any, like maybe a few of the pivotal moments that uh, when Global Rapture sort of came to you, the idea sort of came to you and then how you, how you started to manifest it? Um. Gosh, I don't remember. <laughs> I remember it was in quiet moments. It was in listening inwardly. And it felt like it came from not me, like from and not from the outer world. And yeah, it just kind of looked elegant. And it was like all the dots were already connected. It had that kind of quality to it. Do you, was it an evolved idea or was it something that sort of came to you all at once or? 
I I don't recall. Um, my sense is that it mostly came in all at once and just connected a lot of dots together, I think. And what were the first few actions that you took to turn it, to, to make it real? Well, it's a good question. So I, I, I didn't feel like I was capable of doing global rapture. So I kept trying to get others to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried to partner with a lot of different people. I tried to get other organizations. I went to some charitable organizations and said, Hey, you should do this. And I even like cleverly had slogans that worked with their names and stuff like that. And it was really interesting after a lot of like, kind of, let's say pounding the pavement and trying to get others and also bringing in partners that had the other like resources and things like that. Mm -hmm. And with a lot of no's, I was like, huh. And I kept taking it back. I used to say God was my CEO. I kept taking it, it, it to like up the flagpole and, <laughs> and I would get like, in the end I got, this is mine to do. And I was kind of like, darn it. Cause it seemed <laughs> like a big thing. <laughs> and so then I just like, then I, 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 kind of threw caution to the wind. I got on a plane, I went to India. Someone connected me with the darn, uh, in Dharamshala to the Tibetan nun community up there, the Tibetan nun project. And yeah. I met with, um, yeah, people there and it was pretty amazing. And then I just kept following kind of the little, you know, and there, there were definitely, it was an adventure in the sense that um, I, there was a lot of uncertainty and some things I thought would go one way didn't. And um you know, time, energy, resources went in one direction and then there was a turn in another direction. You know, maybe in the past or some might say, oh, that was wasted or that was a mistake, but it was, I can see how it's just all like on purpose. Um, even though it wasn't necessarily easy and things didn't always um, unfold. And like I was saying about the hero's journey, just becoming more of who we are. One of my big learnings, I think, is that I used to do this thing where I'd listen to my inner guidance and then follow it. And if things didn't go as I wanted, then I would retroactively like kind of beat myself up about it. Okay. Like, you know, the, Oh, I screwed up, but I didn't, it was actually, I was being courageous. I made some bold choices. They might not have like turned out as I wanted them to. And that's totally fine. Like, and it, it all seemed to lead to the next place and the next, you know, I started a lot of different pilot projects all over, like in Cambodia and um, Thailand and um, yeah, and just really connected with some amazing people along the way and a lot in Delhi as well and um, in New Delhi and Dharamshala. And anyway, so I had, you know, so the, a lot of things unfolded and I get how it's all on purpose and it's not always about the end result. Um, it's just also about who I connect with along the way. And there's so much beauty in the journey as well. Yeah, for sure. And can you talk about, like you talked about the pilot projects uh, in Thailand and um, some of these other places. Can you can you talk a little bit like more specifically like wh what that means and, and who you were meeting with and, you know, kind of the interactions I'm thinking. Yeah, it's really all over the place. Like we connected with some villages in Cambodia. Um, we, 
you know, gave them resources and tried to get things going there. Like ideally what I was doing in the beginning was I would, I would provide the special like library tag labels mm -hmm. and fabric and some resources to kind of organize and, um, popped into these different locations to see if we could get some traction physically like you physically went and met with these physically yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah physically physically mm -hmm. and yeah um and some things some some of those relationships really you know it's interesting because i found that a lot of times it is about relationships and being there physically things moved a lot quicker and so i ended up investing a lot of time in visiting uh dharmshala like I mentioned, and I think I probably went there about five times and um, met with the nuns, worked with the nuns. Uh, it was really fun. Um, we would go out on all these adventures. <laughs> We'd go yeah. shopping for fabric, and um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. <laughs> and how did those in, how did those introductions like come to be? Like you just show up and like, hey, I'm here, or did you have like? I'm just curious, like how how you found yourself in with these people. Yeah, a lot of times it was through friends and people I knew, like um, a friend of mine in my, uh, who I met when I or lived in Miami Beach, she connected me with um, the Tibetan nun community in Dharamshala. And um, she actually also connected me with someone in uh, Cambodia. And then other people connected me with someone in Laos and I connected with people in Thailand that I just actually met by searching online for silk weavers. And then I had some really good friends that uh, I met in India in the late 90s. And so I reconnected with them. And there were some really beautiful opportunities there where uh, I met with a group uh, of women who actually lived in a slum in New Delhi and had a tailoring class. And so I got to go to their tailoring class and talk to them about global rap share and um, lean into, into that project as well. Now, I have to believe that as you're meeting with the, these individual people, that there's some stories that are coming out of that as you're getting to know these people and you're starting to like understand. I mean, this has to be part of some of the inspiration around, you know, helping them to really share their story through these raps. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of adventure, lots of stories and everyone has a story and everyone has an adventure. It's amazing. Yeah. Is, I mean, is there anything in particular that sort of touched you in, in, in those one-on-one -on -one interactions with the people in any of those locations? Wow. Uh, so many, um, I mean, what, yeah, you know, so many, but what strikes me most when you ask, I mean, I, I feel like it's not really fair to, not share all of them um but i know we have limited time and the one that pops into my awareness is um the tibetan nuns mm. how you know they couldn't stay in china and they left and how they really they shared with me that they really want people to know that they they still want to go home and they feel like they have sort of been exiled um and these these women these nuns have really created an amazing life for themselves they've just built everything there from the ground up and um they're amazing entrepreneurs which you know is is pretty impressive and their community and their their goals and educating um the women um it's really stunning 
So now what I'm thinking in my mind here is that I can buy one of these wraps from Global Wrap Share made by these people that you're talking about, right? That you've personally met with and it's been blessed. And then there's this little card inside and I can add my own blessing and then pass it on. And this is something that this is just such a, it's such a, the whole business is just such a beautiful, beautiful concept. And I love this idea that we can pass this through many, many, many people and, and just the, the connection that I'm feeling. Hmm. It's, it's super cool. And I'm just super inspired by what you're doing, Cindy Lou. I just think it's amazing. Thank you. And the current, the wraps that are currently available, they were all made in Delhi. So it's a different, the, yeah, than the, um, the Tibetan nuns. That's a different set of wraps. Um, ideally, I envision a time where the company is flourishing in a way where we can, um, yeah, have all those wraps available to everyone. Yeah. So if somebody wants to get their hands on a wrap, how do they do that? They can go to globalrapshare.com. So it's global and then W R A P as in gift wrap and then share S H A R E.com. And there's a store there and you purchase wrap and they're mostly available in the United States. You can actually get them shipped anywhere. It's just kind of costly, but for it's super easy in the continental U S and, um, that's how you purchase them. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I want to just take a minute to talk about your new book that just came out. Um, it's called the shadow playbook and, and it feels like a pivot, but I know how all these things are tied together. Can you just tell us briefly about the shadow playbook? Sure. I think, uh, it's the inner adventure yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the shadow playbook, it's really, it has over a hundred shadow play methods or practices or things you can do to shine light on more of who you already are. A lot of that is like parts of us that we aspire to that we sort of keep in the dark or parts of us that we don't like, we want to include. And it's about really being accepting within ourselves of all of who we are. And I'll say too, that for those like people who aspire for outer adventure, there's a chapter in there called, I think it's called living your heartfelt dreams. And that has a lot of um, things you can do to, for people to move forward on their adventures. And there's also, um, a chapter on shadow play in nature. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely connects into that adventure. What, what is the shadow and what is shadow play? Great question. Shadow is any part of us that we keep in the dark. So a lot of times people think of shadow as like being really negative or dark and it could be, but it could also be maybe the parts of us that we, like maybe some people don't think of themselves as an adventurer. So their adventure might be in shadow. So anything that we're not consciously aware of, it could also include any part of us we don't like. Like for me, it might be like the part of me that's really needy. <laughs> like I don't like that part. <laughs> or whatever words you want to put on the, the part of me that might be, you know, yeah, let's say needy. So anyway, it's any part of us we don't like. It's it's about loving, accepting, and really appreciating those parts of us, all of the parts of us. And 
that's what shadow that's how i see shadow and then shadow play is about doing that in a way that's light uplifting fun there's a lot of different approaches in the book so you could literally be like uh drawing like a picture or going to the movies there's a whole chapter on popcorn psychology nice <laughs> so, it's, it's yeah. so much fun yeah, I've I've read it. It's great and it is very practical. It is it's not it's not a just, you know, sit down and read a bunch of content. It's a, it's exercises. It's actually things that you can do and this is this is why it connects so well to you because you are such a playful person, but this is an example of looking at something that's often really really hard for us to look at, you know, that shadow, things that we don't like about ourselves or or things that are you know, that, that exists, but, but we don't, you know, we don't bring to the surface and you do it in a very playful way. So it's, uh, it's great. And, uh, it is available now on Amazon. Anybody can buy it. <laughs> Yay. So, Thank yeah. You, congratulations <laughs> on the release of the book. That's great. I, I wish we had more time. I feel like there's so much more we could talk about. And, uh, yeah, I think, um, as the, as the book, um, picks up more steam we might have to have another conversation on that it's 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 super cool but um cindy lou like there's just so much here there's i think there's a thread that ties all of this together from from all of your travels um to global rap share to your new book uh i know that at some point hollywood is gonna pick <laughs> on your story <laughs> and when they do they're going to make a movie about you. <laughs> I mean, it's, there's no doubt. And I want to know that's when they hilarious. do, who's going to be the Hollywood actress that's going to play you in this movie. That's hilarious. I think it would have to be, uh, Amy Poehler from Parks yeah. and Recreation. Amazing. <laughs> but I was also, I wondered too, maybe it's actually Leslie Nope who plays me, her character on Parks and, Parks and Rep. Oh, like nice. That. I love it. <laughs> This is awesome. I love it. Uh, She's great. I love Amy Poehler. Um, so funny. And uh, okay, what's your movie going to be called? What should be called? Well, it, it'll for sure be a comedy, an adventure comedy. <laughs> an adventure comedy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. And how about, you know, gosh, I'm thinking maybe a fish in the sea, but like a play on efficiency. Oh, a wow. In the sea. A fish in the sea. Wow. Maybe. <laughs> Starring Amy Poehler. Is that yeah totally Love it. that's that's a movie totally. i'm gonna go see I, an adventure <laughs> comedy that's a cool genre i like this this is going to be amazing cindy lou if people want to we've already talked about global rap share they can go to globalrapshare.com if people want to find out more about you or get your book what's the best way to do that let's see i think go to shadowplaybook.com okay shadowplaybook.com shadowplaybook.com well i as always always have so much fun talking with you i'm just I'm always inspired by what you do and how in touch you are with being able to listen to your inner guidance and i hope that listeners have have taken some lessons from you on how to do that and uh, for those listening i hope you've been inspired today as much as i have hope cindy lou's story has encouraged you to listen to the voice inside that calls you to adventure because we want to hear your story next. If you have a story to tell or you just need a nudge to create one, please send me an email. We'd also appreciate it if you'd help us spread the word by leaving a review and sharing or tagging Inspire Campfire in your social media. And until next time, I want to encourage you to get outside. Thank you for listening. Cindy Lou, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Scott. You're inspiring. I love it. <laughs>